Jason, where's your fucking screaming? What? You didn't scream. Uh... <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. God damn it. Bad Gamecast, this is Jake. I'm Jason. And I am Elsa. And this time, we didn't play one game, but three in our Christmas gift exchange! Yay! So, uh, let me break this down for you. Uh, We all bought games for each other. It's the spirit of giving. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not giving gifts, it's just giving shit. Yeah. (laughs) So, I bought a game for you, Jason. Yes. And you bought a game for Elsa. Yes. And Elsa, you bought a game for me. That is typically how this works. Yep. So uh, I got... I gotta look up the name because I never remember it. Never-ending Christmas nightmare. Oh, it was um, New Yankee in Santa's service. Cool, 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 cool. Yep, I thought I would combine Jake's love of like strategy games with uh, his love of Christmas, and um, <laughs> I'm glad I am not within arm's reach right now. Oh my god! I I got to play the Archer Dead Hunt. <laughs> yeah. It looked like such a broken piece of shit. I could not buy it for you. <laughs> He's not wrong. And I ended up with a game simply called Shooter Spheres. Uh, because it looks so broken to be nearly impossible, but they've made way too much of it. I was uncomfortable knowing how much time I put into the game and only got through the first level. And knowing that there were 10 more levels waiting for me. Shit. <laughs> I didn't uh, realize that's as far as you got. Spoiler alert, I did get through four levels of the ten, and uh, that took me about three hours to do, and then I peaced out. Yeah, so why don't you you, uh, lay us on? What's what's the truth behind shooters? (sighs) Sure, sure. So I can get this out of the way and then just, like, throw myself off the balcony while you describe your pieces of trash. No, you can't die. No, stop. (laughs) You don't get to fucking die until I said my piece about the fucking game that I played. (laughs) You don't get to die until I let you. Uh, Shooter Spheres. It is a fantastic, fun action shooter game with environmental and other puzzles, collectibles, and good-sized levels with weapons, melee, and stealth. Creative handcrafted level designs. Really creative? Fuck off. With a modern yet old school feel. Uh, That's the Steam description for you. Uh, So you know what we're getting into. Um, Uh, Can I? Go on, uh, go on. What? um, What? What? (laughs) I could have swore we just talked about this dude being German or people or person. No, it's fine. It's uh, either Russian or Finnish. I'm not really sure where that accent went. I love you. Think us. Guess what? Shooter Spheres is a modern game. It was made in 2019 by Razer Games uh, and produced by Razer Games because this is definitely someone's student project, either student project or someone's first attempt at ever making a game. One of the two or both. Uh, It was made in Unreal Engine and you can bet I cranked those motherfucking textures to maximum. 
so many reflections. So shiny. It was uncomfortably shiny at times. <laughs> uncomfortably shiny. <laughs> it really was. Just random surfaces that were reflective that didn't need to be reflective. And uh, the, the real kick in the ass, which, you know, I'm glad that Jason paid for this and not me, is this piece of trash cost $9, nine American dollars. Uh, which is kind of amazing because I had assumed that it had cost probably I was gonna guess one ninety nine when all was said and done, but nope, Jason just told me, and I uh, I applaud him for shelling out for shooter spheres. Are really dedicated to the craft of crap. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it's. <sighs> Shooter Spheres didn't have any reviews. The developer doesn't have any other games. It appears to be made with a bunch of Unreal assets, a bunch of stock Unreal assets. And I managed to find somebody made a like YouTube review of this game, which surprised me that there was somebody else in the universe that actually is aware of Shooter Spheres, aside from us and now you, dear audience. Uh, and they seem to have more intimate knowledge with the Unreal Engine and was just like, yeah, so the enemies and the guns and all everything is just like stock textures, stock models. Everything's just like stock Unreal bullshit. So like the developer made little to no custom assets for this game. That feels right. Yeah. You know, as it says in the in the title, this is a shooter game with some platforming elements, so that's fucking great. You have four weapons. You started out with all of them. Uh, as far as I could tell, there were no extra weapons on top of that, so there were no interesting new weapons to unlock, which just feels great. Uh, when you killed an enemy, they would drop ammo or life, so you would have a pistol, which has unlimited ammo, thank goodness, a silenced pistol, a shotgun, and an assault rifle, so pretty standard shit. Problem was, the weapon accuracy is terrible at any range except for right next to an enemy with all the weapons except for the starting pistol. Starting pistol had slightly better accuracy. It still had, like, your bullets didn't go where you pointed the crosshairs. And that's probably the single biggest sin of this game. Like, I probably would have gone further in Shooter Spheres. Like, I probably would have made an legit attempt to beat the game if the bullets had gone, if there weren't any um, accuracy randomization. Yeah, I'm guessing, you know, not like having made games, but, you know, when you have gun that you want to have random, right, you put some sort of random deviation into it, right? From the yeah. projectile spawn to where it's going. Sure. I'm guessing they messed up that formula pretty badly. Or something. Uh, I don't know, because, like, the deviation is different per gun. I, I could not tell you what was going through this individual's mind when they put together this game. So that kind of made the game uh, nearly unplayable. Um, I guess technically it was playable because, you know, I got through four whole levels. And if I was more committed to the craft of shit like Jason, I would have beat the whole thing. But uh, I started playing this probably about two days before we started recording this episode. And I just didn't have time in my life. The first level, you spawn in a room with just a big black sign with white text on it. And it says something about the futuristic council are taking people and turning them into cyborgs. So, you know, it's just like Drake what? and the 99 Dragons all over again. Yup. 
and they must be stopped. So gotta stop them. <laughs> Every game is now Drake and the Ninety Nine Dragons. Oh no. Uh, yep. And you you spawn in. You're like an over the shoulder third person perspective of like Walmart brand Master Chief. he is a robot man with blue armor in places where you know master chief has like the armor and a gray undersuit where there isn't the armor and that's pretty much it uh and there's a shoot next to you a big old shoot that uh you jump down to start the level and your character every time you jump in the shoot goes yeah Really? Yeah, he oh really does. God. It's like it's the only uh voice line in the game. Uh and it's just your your dude shouting in joyous victory that he's gonna go save all the people from the evil council that are turning them into cyborgs. You can't appreciate it because he's like doing a good job of keeping himself quiet, but Jace is fucking cracking up over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like- just pleased as punch with himself right now I'm oh sure. absolutely <laughs> so when we get to the bottom of the big old shoot i see what's in store for me and my soul just leaves my body <laughs> <laughs> the game starts with the platforming section like shooter spheres i got this gun like i'm figuring out my gun controls i jump down this shoot i see 10 moving platforms moving left to right staggered in which direction they're going so they're like crisscrossing and it's just 10 of them in a row and you think to yourself you know that's just a nice little jump through that um no no i died on the first jump of the uh the platforming section probably about 10 times before i managed to uh land because the platforms are moving so fast and uh you if you jump too far uh, inland uh you bonk your head on the ceiling because you know no. it, it opens up into the platforming section so there's there's head bonk and you never want to bonk and every time you die, you have to see the opening cinematic, which is literally just a camera zooming into that big <laughs> big text field that I told you about. And you have to jump down the, the shoot of, yeah! Uh, every single time. <laughs> and since, you know, I started trying to use the controller with this game, so I didn't realize that there was a quick save. Uh, because when you pause the game with, you know, just hitting start on your controller, there is no save option. But if you switch to controller uh, mouse and go through the control settings, there's actually a keybind for quick save. Hmm. So it's only after I watched this opening cinematic and jumped down the yeah <laughs> shoot that I learned there was a quick save and that was 30 minutes of my life. I couldn't get back. <sighs> and we're through the first goddamn room. <laughs> so it gets better, right? Oh, it sure does, because we haven't even started shooting them spheres yet. Yeah, what are these spheres that you shoot? Well, once you get through the platforming section, you get to your first combat section, which is this big fuck-off warehouse-sized room uh, that just has, like, random elements strewn about it in, like, the middle and then, like, all the corners. And they're, like, 
I guess, little combat arenas that were just put in this one giant room. Game design, how does it work? And strewn about some of the features are just spheres in the wall and spheres with like a little cone tip on them. And the cone tip shoots bullets at you. And those are the shooter spheres. They're turrets on the walls. That's all. Oh. You shoot them about 20 times and they explode. Everything in this game took too long to shoot unless you shot them in the head and spheres didn't have heads, so you just had to lay into them. But there were also uh, generic enemies, which apparently were also stock assets, were just like red robot man, blue robot man, purple robot man. And they just very, very generic humanoid figure holding a gun. No creativity behind it at all. And if you wanted to try to kill them via body shot, uh, you'd probably have to land to them 20, 25 bullets, if I had to guess. Or you could shoot them in the head twice. So uh, headshots were very, very, very important in shooter spheres or just being really close to them and hitting them with a shotgun. But then uh, they've had time to lay into you. Each of the elements in this giant room were just like basic platforming, small mazes, you know, platforms that you had to climb up and take elevators. And it's bereft of any creativity. It's about as stark as it sounds. Like just this game looks like a prototype for a game. Like there, there are no features to the like, the levels aside from just like the geometry of like the platforms and stuff so it's very stark it's very not interesting the gunplay as i said earlier was terrible what with the accuracy issues so i finally learned the quick save thing so i would quick save after every single enemy i killed just so i wouldn't have to kill them again Ooh. i probably died in shooter spheres 50 times in those three hours that i played <laughs> Uh, it was in this second room that I learned that there's a power-up you can pick up, that those are hidden throughout the level, that boosts your HP to 150. You have a little HUD down that says, you know, your life is 100 out of 100, you have 100 life, and it can boost to 150. Except when you pick up a health pack, and the enemies probably dropped health packs half the time, would reduce your hit points back down to 100. Wait, what? So it, so, like, so it, pick... it would only count as uh, 150 so long as you didn't take any damage? Oh, no, no, no. If you picked up the power-up and got shot, you'd be down to like 130. But if you picked up a health pack, it would automatically snap your HP oh. down to 100 because of how it was programmed. Yeah, the health pack like, is coded to put you back to 100. Yes, just instantly yeah. snap you to 100. Even if you're over it. So like that's the level of like coding experience that we're dealing with here. This is a game that was not built with probably any design document. It was just somebody creating as they went, finding elements in the Unreal Engine that they liked and just like throwing them out there. This is why you play test your games, kids. Um, the second level was kind of just like more of the same with the combat uh, in the first level. Fortunately, there was no magical shoot of yelling. My voice is a little too shot to do that again. Come on. Yeah! <laughs> Champion! <laughs> I really hope I get to edit this episode so I can actually... Because it was like that sound effect stacked like three times on top of itself. Oh, so no. So it was like a triple yeah. I mean, like you've been selling me on this game so far. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Just $9. Only $9. Just nine American dollars. 
Oh, the second level was like this big canyon with, with again, some really rudimentary structures in it, some buildings that you had to fight your way through and find keys, because like apparently in every level in this game, you had to like collect six keys or four passcodes or you just had to collect things, which feels great when you're trying to rip through this game for the bad game cast and the game's like oh you thought no you're gonna sit here and you're gonna grind and you're gonna slog on shooter spheres for the rest of your goddamn life and my <laughs> my soul is still trapped in shooter spheres until i defeat it so um thanks jason you're welcome <laughs> The fourth and final level that I defeated, I'm just skipping three because it's more of the same, uh, was a maze. And uh, this was special because it was a just, just a 3D maze and you could not do damage. The enemies did not shoot. They only did melee and they killed you in a single hit. So whoever designed this game decided, you know what? I'm just going to completely change this game to just like a fucking Windows screensaver. And like the Windows screensaver, I went through it using the left hand rule. It still took me probably 30 minutes to navigate this fuck off 3D maze. And then I put it down and said, no, no, I like myself more than this. And uh, I'm not going to give this any more of my time or energy. Shooter Spheres is um, one of the worst things I've ever played because it's, you know, <laughs> just is is a broken piece of shit. Uh, it's made with stock assets and no idea how games work. It would be a good thing to look at. One of those things that Jason used to say on the podcast to learn from the mistakes of others. That's all I got for Shooter Spheres. Please just someone take this away from me. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you for not finishing it, Elsa. You motherfucker. All right. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas-themed shit. I hate Christmas time. I'm iffy on winter at best. Now, why do I hate Christmas? Because I hate Christmas fucking cheer, and I hate all the shit that comes with it. I don't need to get into it and then start screaming into a fucking microphone about why I hate Christmas because I'm the Grinch personified. What the fuck ever, right? You know what I love more than Christmas, though? Time goddamn management games. Oh boy, if I learned anything from my time with Airport Simulator, it's that I really just want to fucking sit down and do fuck all nothing while I wait for shit to happen. It's the goddamn coolest. So boy, howdy. Else was I pleased when I looked at the fucking, oh, I have a gift coming. Whatever could it be? And it was a fucking new Yankee and secret Santa's bullshit service motherfuck. Now, the funny part about that is because I don't think you knew how much I hated Christmas before going into this, so that was just like a surprise knife twist there. But what really got to me was um, Jason and I were looking at this game to do for a Christmas game like before we decided to change gears <laughs> and do the gift exchange. Oh no. Yeah! So, like, I was fucking pumped when I saw it! God damn you! <laughs> Now, there's a light strategy, but it's mostly a time management game. You have a, a top-down... You know what? Before I get into it, let me read you the, uh, the blurb on Steam. <clears throat> Mary goofed when casting a spell and scattered Santa's reindeer with a loud kaboom. Now, the bearded one is demanding she and Johnny collect his eight sleigh pullers before Christmas Eve. Find the missing reindeer to avoid a Yuletide cancellation. I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Uh, there's an opening cutscene with, um, generic male and generic female, uh, going through time and defeating bad guys or whatever, and then there's an explosion and an angry-looking Santa, and then suddenly you're thrown into a map. The map... So, uh, is this, like, a part of a series, then? With yes. With these, like, protagonists? Uh, yeah, I believe it's a new Yankee in 
King Arthur's Court, isn't that what the book is called? Because I think the game's called the same thing. Or that, is it a story? Well, that is yeah. a book, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, not as well read as I would like to be on my twin. But yeah, there's uh, two games and then this one, and I think that's all of them. <laughs> What's funny is it came out just in time for Christmas in 2016 in May. <sighs> anyway, it's a uh, it's it, top down. You have elves, your two protagonists, which both are on the screen. Uh, they uh, have a little banter before you really get into it. Not every level has a reindeer because uh, go fuck yourself. I don't actually think that you get... How many reindeer does that fat fuck have? Like 8 or 12 or 32 or something? I don't know. There's I'm not going to name them because I couldn't tell you their names. There's like Guacho and Chewy and fucking Chalupa and Taco and I'm hungry. No real talk. Is it like 12, <laughs> 13 with Rudolph? Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, it's light strategy. So you have a top-down view of a wintry map. Go figure, because it's supposed to be the North Pole, which is whatever. And you have objectives you have to clear to uh, complete the level. Uh, sometimes it's get X amount of resource, like uh, you have to chop down trees for wood, or a mine for gold, or um, there's elves trapped behind rocks that you need resources to clear the rocks, and then you free the elves and they work for you, so you have to get X amount of elves. As the game progresses, you finally find reindeer. You have to gather food to put the food into a bowl so the reindeer will eat because the reindeer will attack you until you tame them. And you tame them by gathering enough food to put into the bowl three times, and then they're suddenly cool. All the while that this is happening on certain stages, you have uh, monsters. There are yetis, which... Um, hey, you remember that um, Rudolph movie? You know, it plays on Christmas time on uh, public channels. Sure do. Claymation. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the claymation. Yeah, one. The claymation yeah. one. Good Lord, couldn't think of that. Uh, it's that yeti. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, they, there's, they, they didn't even bother changing it. That's cool. There are ice witches. Uh, there are fairies that will trap your elves. Uh, they actually trap them into a conversation, then wrap, they bind them with rope, and then just drag them around, which is weird undertones I'm not getting into. Add someone's fetish. Yep, it's, that's cool. It's whatever. You're, you're into what you're into. We're talking about this game. You uh, progress through each stage takes uh, five minutes, ten minutes. I think the longest one took me like 20 minutes because I had to light signal fires to keep the ice witches at bay. But as you do that, it takes the wood that you have gathered. Only I didn't quite realize that it wasn't counting the resource. I needed to hit 400 wood, and as it was burning wood for the fire, it was ticking that down. And I, it just didn't click for me that I need to stop with the fires and just gather as much wood as quickly as possible. Now, in all of these stages, there are only so many resources because it's not a very big map like it's just you clicking stuff it's not like engaging or exciting so there is almost no fail condition there is just slightly more resources on the map available than what you actually need to complete the goal with the exception of i think a couple maps and like maybe as it gets towards the end but it's like it's super simple what it is that you have to do there is only one that i failed where you have uh, towers that you can build for defense that they shoot a little cannonball out or instead of like building the house for the elves to get more elves I was just making towers because it was killing the snowmen and I was having a better time watching them die than doing this and what really fucking bothers me about this game is that it never fucking ends now you have this large like overworld map which is some like wintry landscape and every like quarter fucking inch to the right you get a new little snowman head, which indicates the next level. And you clear that. And then the next one opens up. And then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it goes up and then goes the other way. And then up and the other way. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 50 fucking levels in this goddamn game. 50 goddamn levels, Elsa. Do you know how fucking long I played this fucking <laughs> game for? It's like six fucking hours I spent. Because I fucking, I started it and I was like, I don't want to fucking play this game. This game fucking sucks ass. But I was like, no, fuck that noise. I'm going to sit and complete. I'm going to clear this fucking bitch out of goddamn spite. And I sat there playing this motherfucker. I sh there was shit I should have been doing. 
actual worthwhile shit I should have been doing. But oh no, I was playing a fucking a fart in the goddamn wind. Santa's who gives a shit. Never fucking ending goddamn Christmas nightmare. I don't know what you paid for it, (laughs) but it was too fucking much. You couldn't, you couldn't complete your little bullshit broken game with your fucking shooter spheres. Now I did see, like I watched gameplay of that. It looks fucking awful, but I would rather have been doing that because at least that I would have felt like I was doing something. You say that. And is there any way I can, mm. we're going to have to do like a reverse. Oh no. Tell you what, why don't you just stream it and then I'll watch and that'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, I guess in closing game is, it's, it's a time management game. I don't think it's a particularly bad one. All the sound, like, it sounds like it's from, like, um, a slot machine. Hmm. So, like, the victory sound, it's like you hit a jackpot. Like, it's super weird. It is particularly designed to keep you happy. Why weren't you happy? Yeah. Because it wasn't fun engaging and I wasn't winning any fucking money. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care about the characters. Their, like, dumbass back and forth at the beginning of the stages was just that dumb. They talk to the elves. The elves are stupid. Santa's barely there, which is fine because he doesn't need to show up. You have to get reindeer, I guess, but, like... You just, I, I, again, I don't think you get the, well, and it doesn't matter if you do or do not. It's just, you know, your fucking end goal before you hit credits. But like this game, even if you like time management games or like it kind of felt like a clicker to me in some spots where you just have to like quickly go through shit. There are better versions of those and time management games probably. And there are certainly better strategy games. Don't, don't play this. There, there are plenty of fun uh, Christmas and or winter games. Just do the, fuck the downhill skiing on like the old Windows machines. You can find that on uh, in a browser somewhere play that just play that ski free yes hell yeah hell yeah are there good christmas games i didn't say that i said winter oh fuck i did say christmas didn't i you uh, did you did which i was like i don't know of any but you know maybe someday someone will make one i don't know why <laughs> it really seems limiting to try to shoehorn in christmas does it yeah it depends on whose christmas traditions you wanted to go with what weird christmas story you got now I'm just imagining Doom, but you're fighting Krampus. Um, what if it's just Doom, but you're playing as Krampus and you're um, beating children? Yeah, all right. Yeah. That will not go over well in a lot of countries. Most places, no. <laughs> no a fun uh, side story about the, the Krampus uh, we had, because um, Jason and I worked together, we talked about this. We had a like, Christmas decoration thing. And uh, my team, we decided to just put up a bunch of Krampus shit, which my boss at the time had never heard of a Krampus and was rather upset that I had all these weird demon shit up all over for Christmas. (laughs) And I was like, you're being culturally insensitive. (laughs) I'm just getting into the holiday spirit, buddy. Yeah, Yeah. this is what you wanted. I want a Krampus. It's Krampus (laughs) knocked. Am I supposed to talk about my thing now? Is that is that what I'm doing? I guess. All right, let me let me dial it up real quick. All right, let me let me look over my watch and get this really really synced. All right, so this is this is the uh, the Steam description. Become Garen of Abravia, the professional monster killer for hire, the greatest archer in the world. This time, he was tasked to take back Levol Castle with an unknown forces of dangerous mercenaries and begin his personal quest to discover the identity of them and their evil plans. Why, that sounds intriguing as all hell. That sounds rad. All right, now the amount of time I just took reading that, that's as long as the game. (laughs) Uh, Fuck off. (laughs) So Come on, Jake. (laughs) This game... Uh, was made using I already for, Game Guru, which for anyone who knows Game Guru, uh, anyone who doesn't, 
briefly, uh, it's a game building platform. They give you a bunch of preset, you know, like it already has all the physics and stuff built in. They give you a character and then it's more people kind of compare it to a level editor that you can save and export as your own game. Oh, okay. It's, I've never used it. I've heard some people say it's okay for people who are just starting out trying to make games, but from basically everything I've seen, every game that's ever been made with it kind of sucks. It's so limited in its scope that it's not really worth it. I'm kind of imagining like Gary's mod, but bad. Yeah. So one of the things that is very common amongst this is that like they're really poorly optimized. And I know that whenever you load a Game Guru game, it takes forever to load. And this game is no different. You launch the game and then you sit staring at your desktop for a good two to five minutes. As you're just waiting for it to decide to load the assets. You go in, it's like start, options, exit. You hit options, there's like no options. I think it's literally just like a volume slider and that's it. Uh, When you hit start, it tells you the controls. They're basic first person shooter controls, um, which includes things like you have a flashlight. Wait, really? Yeah. With your bow and arrow, it's the, the, the flashlight you would recognize from like first person shooter games. Yeah. You can toggle it on and off. It's, it's just like... That is incredible. Yeah. It's... Wow. Again, roll bad. I love it. You load in, and there's this, like, apprentice dude standing in front of you with, like, a magical staff, and he's like, the city's been overrun. We need you to clear out the enemies. And you can see, as he's talking, this, like, kind of barbarian-looking dude walking towards you. And so you just slide off to the side, pull out your, I say pull out, you literally cannot drop your bow and arrow. (laughs) Despite the fact that there is a, like, one through nine are supposedly bound to switch weapon and E is pick up weapon slash interact. There is nothing to interact with. There are no weapons to pick up and you can't switch. So (laughs) you slide over with your bow and arrow and you shoot the guy in the face and he just drops. You look around and the landscape, see, they need you to go forwards towards the goal. So you can't go backwards. And the most easy way to do this is to use the uh, ground tool and just pull the ground up. (laughs) So you're just basically in this, like, chasm of Grand Canyon style. Like, the walls are just rock, but they're not, like, rock layered like the Grand Canyon. It's literally just, like, sloped up because they just picked up the sides and just... Made it so you can't leave. Ooh. Ooh. I see you played Shooter Spheres too. Yeah. Uh, Every time you walk forward, the skybox flickers between the regular blue and white clouds and just pure white bright. So the skybox is just constantly flickering. Uh, In front of you, there's a stone archway that's clearly just an asset that is in the game. And lava, which is like seated (laughs) in this weird way where it's not on or in the ground but it's not particularly above the ground and it not it definitely isn't the ground it's just around (laughs) so you run and jump over the lava and you go and turn the corner and uh there's another barbarian dude you shoot him and then you run up past him and turn another corner this time you turn to the left and there's another archway with lava because you know the game developer is just getting his just getting his feet warm letting you know lava dangerous 
Also, don't touch the lava. If you have the sound on, especially, do not touch the lava. Because once you take damage, you get that heart like boom, 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 boom thing going. And it's louder than every other effect in the game. Ooh. And uh, it never goes away. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just you from now on. <laughs> so you jump over that lava, and there's this like kind of rogue-looking woman. She's got like a short sword and a dagger. So you shoot her in the face. <laughs> like you he do. Was my favorite character. Oh, we haven't gotten to my favorite character yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you uh, <laughs> go forward and you turn, and I, I'm not actually sure what they were going for here. <laughs> so uh, once again, you're in this like canyon, and they took a bunch of like they took the ground again and raised it up, but now it's a basically like a bunch of stalagmites. <laughs> but they're like I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a maze or something because you just kind of weave through them, and that's it. <laughs> They don't deal damage. There's there's nothing. They're just stalagmites, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> then you get to the city, which, I mean, every time you get to a place, you have to, like, jump over lava to get there because, you know, lava. It's everywhere. <laughs> you get to the city, and boy, oh, boy, I was ready. E. Mm, that E key, it's interact, and I clicked on every door and window in this city. Boy, oh, boy, do none of them open. But here's where you meet the third and final enemy, uh, <laughs> there are more of them. They're just like n- aren't new textures after this. Okay, okay. Um, it's a clown. <laughs> and I know you're thinking, oh, you so like a jester, right? Because so far <laughs> we're clearly in like fantasy slash medieval, right? No, no, no. Um, I'm talking like red overalls, red nose, white face paint, afro clown. <laughs> But don't worry, he's overweight and kind of looks beat up a bit. I think he's supposed to be a zombie. Not sure. I'm really not sure what to make of that. Like, clearly they had other character models, and I'm not sure why you would put this one in the game. It fits perfectly. Ah, yes. Yawning while you're talking. (laughs) Well, it came up out of nowhere. Quality content. The fucking random clown, because fucking reasons. No, no, not random clown. The rest of the enemies, the last five enemies are all clowns. (laughs) Five enemies. So, Jason, are you saying there are like ten enemies in this game? Yes. Uh, once you kill the last one, it's uh, you get the congratulations, thanks for playing screen. Oh. Now, I didn't know it was that short when I got it for him. Uh, I, I mistakenly assumed there, there would have been more levels. And I genuinely assumed that the more levels would have been the exact same level, just with more shit in it, like more enemies. Probably. I don't know. I, I do have to rewind real quick. There's an important note here there's two sections to the city to get to the far section you have to jump over this lava and run through this like watery trench right so remember lava deals some damage you have 100 hit points if you stand in lava it does like a damage every couple seconds right so (laughs) if you run through the like a patch of lava you'll go from like 100 to like 97 98 the heartbeat will drive you insane, but like, it's whatever. If you step in the slightly deeper part of the water, it kills you instantly. Oh, we were just talking about that. Good shit. Right? Like, it's not even if you go underwater, right? If you step slightly to the side, insta-death. Nailed it. Lava? Fine. Water? Can't do it. My brain, my brain is trying to get out. So, yeah, it was, uh, Jake got this. I think it was a dollar, right? Yeah. 
It's something like that. Fucking Mr. Cheapskate over here. Yeah, we talked, and whether it was uh, we wanted to play anything else, but like I knew what I got you, and I knew how garbage his thing was, and I was like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we we did go back and forth, and like, do you get another game? Because it was like the first time you sat down, it was like immediately, and I'm done. Like, oh Jesus. That's, yeah. that's your gift for this holiday season, not being trapped. Yeah, it, it's real nice, but it is 100% like as, as bad as yours was. And yours was whoo, way worse, Elsa, because there's way more to do. It's completely incompetent. It is completely incompetently made by someone who purchased Game Guru to make, you know, stuff, tried it, and then abandoned it. Like... I don't know how complicated Game Guru is, but I imagine you could bang out this game in a day. Yeah. They probably spent as much time making this game as Jake played his game. You know, that's one thing I'll give. Rionix uh, made that game. Like, it's it's a uh, well enough made game. Like, I just, I hated it because it's boring and shitty and I fucking hate Christmas and I hate Christmas themed shit and I hate Christmas fucking music and now that Mariah Carey has broken free of her icy tomb, we have to deal with that shit for the next couple fucking months. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, like, it's competently made. Yeah. I give them that. Whereas, um, ours are not. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right, so... What do we do now? Now we answer letters from listeners. Listeners, like you. Uh, Hi, everyone. I was thinking about movie tie-in games, and I was curious. What's your favorite tie-in game? (sighs) Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin. I'm going to say Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, co-op slash another up. I think me and Jason played that together. Yeah, we did. You were the king. I was a dwarf. Yeah. No one needs to be an elf. No one needs to be an elf. All right. So this next one uh, is potentially slightly more involved. Do you have any movies, TV series, books, uh, etc. that you would want made into a game? And if so, what kind of game? Yeah, I've got one. I've got um, right up here. It's a, a book series called uh, Nightwatch. Uh, there's what, three books in the whole series. It's about uh, Russian wizards. There's um, the forces of good who patrol or like they police the forces of evil at night. And then during the day, the forces of evil police the uh, forces of good. And it's uh, like they're back and forth because you get perspective from both sides. I think um, because the main character is a quote unquote good guy and like the stuff that he goes through, I think um, you could make a good game out of that if you made it. uh, I mean, there's plenty of like, uh, say like Arkham, uh, who gives a shit where you have got like the more investigative or I, I was thinking like control uh, where you could go around talk to people see this weird shit in like the mystical underbelly of uh, wherever they're at in Russia that uh, you've got uh, powers because he's a wizard they do magic there's some neat shit going on I think that'd be cool I'm gonna stay on the book train and say uh, Peter Klein's Threshold series has been a series I've been listening to the audiobooks for the last couple of years and it's it's very Lovecraftian and, you know, has that hint of Eldrick abomination. And I feel like that could be a really good, like, a point-and-click horror adventure sort of series. Maybe, like, de-res it and make it, you know, old school and pixely. At least to me, those work better in horror settings. I'm not super into the big, shiny 3D horror adventure games. I like them de-resed. But then you're missing out on, like, the goopy and toothy. <laughs> so much goop. 
gotta like focus on the story and the atmosphere and the sounds and the weird scissor lady coming at you that makes it all the much better the goopy and the toothy <laughs> oh goopy and toothy over there being <laughs> creepy i uh i don't have anything for this really I don't, I don't know crossover media doesn't really like excite me i don't think i've ever had like a game that had a movie that i was like i should see that movie because i like this game or a game come out tied to a movie that's like, oh, I like that movie. I should check out the game. I don't know. I just want to make see people make interesting games and like explore weird stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, there's there's so many like adaptations of everything already. Right. In terms of, you know, books, comics, movies, TV shows. Right. Like how many things nowadays are we getting that are just like slightly repackaged version of this? Well, I mean, uh, hasn't every story been told or however that goes? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Just give me some something weird. Something that you just thought of that are like, yeah, this. Or just, you know, slap a new coat of paint on, you know, an old story instead of telling the same story verbatim again. Yeah. But I want another Hamlet. I mean, uh, Kimba. I mean, Lion King. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So in an old episode, you said we could write an intro song and you would sing it. Is that offer still on the table? I don't think you've heard any of us sing. You don't want that. <laughs> but yes. Always. Never let us stop you from doing something creative and potentially dumb and sending it to us. Yes. Well fucking said. <laughs> yeah. But real talk, though, if you think that like if you give Jason the opportunity to just like screech at you, he'll fucking do it, man. <laughs> just, I, I, you're just like silently nodding <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I thought i was gonna go somewhere with that and then i thought it's late i probably shouldn't yeah please don't screech <laughs> yeah uh so could we get a special reunion episode with all the folk from the bad game cast kind of <laughs> like we still are in contact with everyone who's ever either been on you know uh, Alex was on for almost a year, our first year. Yep. And then we've had a... I mean, uh, hell, like I'm occasionally on his streams. Yeah, we've had a couple other guest spots with Breen Boy and I don't even remember. We referred to her as the doof. Okay. Uh, I did not remember how we referred to her. Yep. Uh, so like we're still in contact with all these people. Some of them were potentially trying to get on another episode some of them have said they'd be on another episode if it you know came to it mm -hmm. so it's really just you know a matter of like lining up schedules lining up specific games you uh don't want a cacophonous six person episode that's what i was just gonna say like before you get your hopes up like i don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast or hell even like a radio show with that many people in the same room it can be a mess real quick yeah, I would hesitate to, but we could do four. We've done four in the past, mm -hmm. but boy, oh boy, I would never want to go above that. Yeah. So nothing like officially planned, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard from some of those people again at some point. Who knows? We'll oh, wait and see. I, Breen Boy's always out there watching. Yeah. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> Uh, and then, what is your favorite video game pet or animal companion? And this is all from Shactus Fanboy 64. Shactus. Yeah, Big Daddy Diesel. Uh, oh, fucking thank you for the emails, man. All right, let me think about that one. Pet or companion? Yes. Okay. 
animal that you keep with you? Ooh, I got one. How about the little owl companion in Castle Crashers? The one that goes behind the bush and finds you food. Really all the animal companions in Castle Crashers. The little like animal spheres that like float next to you and do helpful things. They're pretty great. You know, honestly, like I'm looking up at the ceiling trying to think of something and I've just got the like Grease opening song stuck in my head. <laughs> like I'm not like there's nothing in there past fucking Frankie Valley. I <laughs> Jake can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. I mean, like, there's lots of different companions and pets that are, you know, you have, like, useful ones in, like, Torchlight 2, you have a animal companion. They have an inventory that you can give them stuff to send back to town to sell. So you can just keep dungeoning while you do that. That's pretty sweet. It's super useful. There's things like in Castle Crashers, the game I just finished up on stream a little while back called Undermine, where you have... You start with a canary, and then you unlock some other things. There's like a ghost, a blue jay, a cardinal. They all have special effects. Those are kind of fun. Um, and then there's like non-game-affecting things, where you can talk about like, you know, uh, in Hades, just uh, Cerberus. He's a good boy. You got to pet him every time you see him. That's the law. He's a good boy. And when you bring him goat sacks, he lets you go. <laughs> goat sacks. Did, did you think of anything or are you just done? I'm 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 struggle bossing over here, my man. I've uh I was trying to think of some sort of kitty, but I can't think of one that you would have with you as a companion. Uh, so I guess uh oh my god, what was that Call of Duty? Uh Ghost Riley cuz you get the dog. Yeah. Riley's pretty uh, balling that whole time. Also, I think I'd said in uh, that oh fuck, we played that for this. Um I had a wolf skin for it, which was awesome. I like wolves. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, thanks for the questions. Uh, if anyone else has any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, anything you want to throw at us, thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to contact us anywhere else, you can find us, The Bad Gamecast, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, YouTube, Reddit, Twitch. On Twitch, Monday through Thursday, we stream uh, starting around 6 p.m. Eastern. And then on Patreon, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. To our patrons on Patreon, you guys mean the world to us. Thank you so very much. You can find me on Twitter at Jake Bray. You can find me on Twitter at Freya Faust. Read my book. All right. Well, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I've been Jason. Yeah! Good night, everybody! Oh, my poor throat.